You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Tess. Hi, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about self-care and the ways that we fill our cups back up after um, a long day, a long week. Um, as estheticians, we we put out a lot of energy into the world, and we absorb a lot of energy as far as being in the treatment room with our clients and working people, working with people through their you know, their ups and their downs with their skin and just being in a people facing job, it really can take a lot out of you. So we're going to talk about that today and just kind of talk about what we do and what our favorite things are just to kind of recharge. So Tess, do you want to start us out? Yes. And I love what you just said about the energy and it being so people facing and it's something, it's a job I can't compare it to anything else, but at the end of the day, you truly are spent because you've been giving all of yourself to each client for over an hour and it's back to back. It's a fast moving industry. And it's ironically enough, we just had an energy healer come to Dermaplus, which was so much fun, but she was she was talking about the importance of self-care, which I know is so huge with both of us. And I was just loving everything she was saying. And I think one of her main points was really making an effort to carve out time for your own personal routines. And especially morning and nighttime, the morning time, I think, and for me, it's a really special time. I love embracing a new day and doing the things I love to do. So I've taken care of myself in the morning. And that way throughout the day, I'm not dreading when somebody's asking, which is constantly asking for something from me because I've already taken care of myself in the morning and I've given something back to myself. And what I love about this job compared to other jobs I've had in the past where I've just totally burnt out because it's not giving anything back to me. This really does, it is very fulfilling and it it gives a lot back to you, but I think it's so important estheticians take care of themselves, do the things for their mind and body that really rejuvenate you. And same thing goes for nighttime, taking care of yourself and your body. So without rambling anymore, I will just kind of start diving into some of the things that I do And then Lauren will get into what she does. We haven't told each other what we do yet because we just think it's more fun that way. But (laughs) okay, so the first thing I do when I am, when I've kind of, after I've gotten out of bed and I've done my my little things, but one of the main things I look forward to doing to, to fuel myself throughout the day is I make a smoothie. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or YouTube, you know I'm obsessed with smoothies. I just have this huge love and passion for them. And I just think they're great because they're efficient. You can take them on the go and you can really pack all of the nutrients you want into it for the day. So you're just, you're starting your day off 
the way you want to. You can put in it whatever you want to feel yourself that day, whatever you're craving. So I love a smoothie and I my little formula tends to be, you know, a great protein, an organic protein powder. I'm also somebody who works out a lot, so it's really important for me to build back that muscle. So I do protein. I'll do a non-dairy base. My favorite is usually coconut, coconut milk. I try to keep it low sugar, and this is important if you're trying to reduce inflammation in the body. So I, I tend to stick to things like berries rather than a lot of tropical fruits and bananas, things like that I love. But after working with a holistic doctor, I kind of realized I needed to dial back the sugar, which is how I I used to start my mornings with a very sugar-dense smoothie. So I'm trying to do more low glycemic fruits, and then I'll add in my greens, a little spirulina powder if I want it. You can do a good fat, like an almond butter, whatever you like. So that's one of the first things I do to start my day. And it really just like brings me joy. It really makes me happy. Sometimes I'll make, I'll have two in a day. It's such a treat for me. So that's something I really love and I really look forward to. So how about we, Lauren, why don't we switch off so it doesn't get too boring with me talking forever? Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, I... Uh, that's one of my points as well. No, it's not. Is, I swear. Well, mostly just about a morning routine. Okay. And um, I just truly, I ate the same thing for breakfast. Uh, probably you guys for like two straight years. It was oatmeal with berries, a little bit of brown sugar and almond butter. And I have recently in the last like year, can you guys tell I'm like a routine person? <laughs> but um, in the last year, I've switched over to Uh, more smoothies in the morning. And I do the same thing, Tess. I feel like with a smoothie, you can get so much nutrients in there. I love to put greens in there and berries, like you said. Um, I love tropical fruits as well, but I always do almond butter. I try to make it more of a meal and it just feels so good to start off on that foot and have, um, you know, just have a ton of nutrients first thing. And that way I, you know, I get a little neurotic sometimes about what I eat and making sure I'm getting enough greens and enough nutrients and everything. Mm -hmm. So to start off with a smoothie like that and just know you've got your first servings of fruits and veggies out of the way, I just love it. I feel like it sets the day on such a good, healthy tone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you start off the way you want to start, I feel like exactly it sets the tone for the day and you just want to keep feeling good because you feel so good and you feel so fueled. And it tastes amazing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And food for me is um, just in general is kind of a self-care thing for me. I try not to, I guess, eat my feelings or be emotional when I'm eating or, you know, look to food for comfort. However, it is something I love food. I find joy in food and I love cooking a healthy meal, but I also love going out for a meal with friends. So food for me and just eating in general is another way that Um, that I just love to practice self-care and just do something that I enjoy. So again, I try not to look to it for comfort, just, you know, try to avoid an unhealthy habit there. But I think that if you, you know, you love food and you're enjoying it and it's the ritual of it and you're having fun with your friends, um, that's kind of how I see it as far as self-care. It's just something that I super, super, super enjoy. Yeah, no. And I, I noticed that about you. You, you are so consistently healthy, but I love that you will just, if you want pizza on the weekend or you want a little ice cream, like you'll have it and you'll really enjoy it. 
Yes, I love it. Yeah. Okay, I'll get into my next point. And okay, this is on the topic of exercise. And this is something I have been getting into probably over the past three years or so. And that is Pilates. So I do Pilates Reformer. And I just, I am so in love with it. I've never felt this way about like an exercise. Like I've always been very athletic, did sports growing up, but I found Pilates later in life. And I love it because it's really about slowing down the breath and slowing down your movement. So you're not pumping through, you know, 30 sets of one movement and trying to go really fast. It's about like slowing down the body and the breath. And for me, I think that's really crucial. I'm somebody who tends to move really fast and I have struggles like enjoying the moment. So I love that Pilates pushes me to to move slower. And I love it for estheticians because it is so based around functional science and physical therapy, and it's very healing for the body. It, it focus on, focuses on rebuilding those like smaller muscles so you can support the bigger ones when you're doing all of your movements. And I've had such funky back issues and just, I'm always struggling with aches and pains. So I feel like a couple days of Pilates and it just totally resets me. And I feel like I've never seen as much muscle tone as I have when I'm consistent with Pilates. So that is another big joy in my life. Yeah. I have never tried reformer Pilates. I wanted to do it for so long, but I just, I don't know, for some reason, I think I'm slightly intimidated by it just because I mean, it, it looks so cool, but I just have never done anything like it. I've done floor Pilates, which holy cow is hard. Yeah. So I really want to try it. I should just like sign up for a class and just bite the bullet and just do it. Maybe when you come to visit, we can, (gasps) we can go because I remember feeling that way. I went to my first class at Carrie's Pilates in West Hollywood when I lived in LA and she's like such a legend, but I was just so confused by the straps, there's lines you need to stand on. You have to be very precise with your angles. Like it's a very kind of precise thing. And the funny thing about it is it never gets easier. Like, I mean, things become more natural, but the movements, it's always hard. So it's always something where you're, you're never, nobody's ever like perfect at, um, but you definitely get more comfortable with time like anything. And I feel like once you get five or so classes under your belt, it's awesome. And I, I have class pass solely for reformer Pilates. The classes can be expensive, but I think it's so worthwhile. It's like, it's like a physical therapy session in a class. So I think it has so much value. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So working out for me is also a way that I try to take care of myself, but I kind of almost think of it as like, can be kind of a tough love situation mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because 100%. I, I love high intensity workouts. I love to lift weights and I love hit workouts and, you know, that type of that style of workout. However, I'm also such a huge, like homebody couch potato type person that sometimes it it really takes a lot for me to get up and get to the gym, even though it's like a four step walk from my apartment to my apartment gym. (laughs) But um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I, I just have to tell myself like, you will feel so much better 
and I, I always do. Every time I force myself, I get up and I go, I'm really grateful that I went. So I love it. I love working out as well for self, um, as like a self-care type of um, thing. However, sometimes it has to be a little bit of tough love for myself to, to get myself there. But it, it really is something that you have to stay consistent with because I find myself sometimes getting out of the routine and that's mm. really where the tough love has to come in mm. and getting back into it. But um, being consistent with it, it, it's like, it's the best high. It feels amazing. Yeah. And it's funny. Okay. So my, one of my next things is talking about doing less. And it's funny cause I'm like you Lauren, where I love mm-hmm. that high intensity stuff. I love to push myself and for me, I think it, it's kind of about dialing things back. I struggle with an autoimmune condition and just having such a physical job. I think it just, I can burn out really quickly. And sometimes I see myself getting into these patterns where I get sick over and over again. And when it happens, it's because I, I didn't listen to my body. So that is one form of self-care. I am trying. I'm, I struggle with it, but I'm, I'm trying to be more mindful of just listening to my body. I, I just love to move. I love to wake up and get out there and move, but I have to tell myself um, a little bit of the opposite to just kind of not do too much. And one of the reasons I, I really like Pilates is because it's not pushing myself too hard where you're like sweating like crazy. So I kind of try to balance that with those days I do want to do a high intensity thing, but I think it's just all around listening to your body. You need rest. And sometimes getting those few hours of sleep or just relaxing, vegging out is what you need more than a super hard workout. And that's something I'm working on accepting, but it's, it's so interesting. I think, especially as females, we all have our body struggles and just the act of looking at exercise in a healthy way for you, I think is something we all kind of struggle with a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also everybody has a different, um, I guess, threshold for that. Like I think some people need more rest time than others. And so I think that's where it becomes really important to, as you said, listen to your body. And it's like, you know, maybe someone has two rest days a week, maybe someone has one, someone needs three, it just, I think, you know, really, really, really depends on the individual. And you have to listen to yourself and know like, okay, I'm going to rest today, I'll do yoga tomorrow, I'll go really hard on Thursday with a hit workout and just vibing it for yourself. There does there's no strict rules, I feel like when it comes to, you know, working out and exercising as a form of self-care. You have to really listen to yourself because if you think you're self-caring, but you're driving yourself into the ground with your workouts, that doesn't really help anything anyways. Which I do all the time. I yep. I just love to like literally destroy myself and spend three hours in the gym because I bought this membership where I'm so excited to go there and it's literally like a playground to me. I just, I love being there, but I have to be careful to just like slow down. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my self-care, one of my next tips or things that I do is, as I said, I love to be at home. I love to be a couch potato. And that truly is something that helps fill my cup up. I Mm -hmm. love to be alone and I love going out. Like I work from home, so I'm, I'm alone a lot, which is great because it allows me to truly honestly 
be my most productive. And on the weekends, I love to go out and, and be with friends. That is a way that I fill myself up as well. Um, but just being able to have that time alone, not worrying about putting makeup on or getting ready, driving anywhere, just being at home, watching a show that I love, hanging out with my dog. That is one of my absolute favorite ways of just filling my cup back up is just being alone. <laughs> yeah, you need you need that time. And sometimes I feel guilty if I'm just hanging out, vegging out. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I could be seeing this friend I haven't seen in so long. I should be working on this project. I haven't done a YouTube video in a while. I could get a head start on this. But we have to look at self-care and resting just as important as a workout or whatever you have on your to-do list. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just restoring your mind in that way and just, just vegging out, relaxing. And, you know, when you feel ready to go, then of course, by all means, get up and go again. But, you know, making that time to be alone and um, even just hanging out with family, whatever like relaxes you and gives you that, that like break. Right. And you, I think it's just, it is very important to be centered in this, in this job, because if you're frazzled, you pass that, you just a hundred percent pass that energy on. So it's, you got to be aware of what really, like Lauren says, like fills your cup back up and allows you to give back to other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your clients can tell they, they know, I mean, it's no secret. Even if you try your absolute best to hide it, they can still tell. And you, you know, you of course need to be gentle with yourself, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're bringing the absolute best to your clients that you can, because you don't want to do them a disservice at the end of the day. You want them to get the best, you know, the best service possible from you. They want to connect with you. And, you know, if you don't fill your cup up first, you can't really fill theirs. It's like on the airplane. They say, put your oxygen mask on first and then do somebody else's. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And my my boss, Andrea, always says, do it with passion or just don't do it at all because of they can feel it. And mm-hmm. I find myself one of the things I, I am working on, and I think we can all be aware of in this industry, even if you're not having a bad day, is just kind of venturing off into a little bit of SD autopilot where you've done this a million times. You could do this facial in your sleep, mm-hmm. but are you still going to be try to be present and reel yourself back when you find yourself kind of thinking about other things? It We're human. It happens. But I think one of the things I try to do in the treatment room is if I kind of find myself drifting away is I focus on my own breath and I focus on the movement I'm doing in that moment and just giving 100% to that movement because, yeah, People can feel if you're thinking about something else and you're kind of just going through the motions, it's, it's about energy and it's something that people can absolutely perceive. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a great tip test to bring yourself back to your center and to your breath. If you find yourself drifting, because it's so easy to do that in a treatment room, especially if it's been a busy day or you have something going on. I mean, that environment, as relaxing it is as it is for your client, it's also very relaxing for you. It's so, true. Right? It's true. So, yeah, bringing yourself back to that breath and just, you know, you're back in the moment, you're centered, you're working, you're putting intention into what you're doing. Um, this is a total tangent, but it's very, very, very important. It's a good tangent because yeah. the last thing somebody wants to feel is you like half heartedly, like, 
yeah. massaging their scalp or their arm or just, you know, you can tell when somebody's not fully there. So I think right. that's just something, something to be aware of. Yes, I agree. Okay. I'll get into my next one. And this is, funny enough, like creative and personal projects. And so for me, that includes this podcast with Lauren. It includes writing a little post on Instagram. It includes my YouTube, which is kind of where I think it was kind of like the genesis of all of this. And I started out vlogging just when I was in in school and kind of just wanted to capture the ride, I guess, and just naturally started kind of sharing things I love. And it's funny, I'm reading this book called Tools of Titans. I would highly recommend it, but it talks about how vlogging has actual like it has actual power to make you happier. And I started when I read that, it rang so true for me because I realized like when I'm sharing and connecting with other people, like it truly elevates my life and makes me happier. And I'm so happy I I have these creative outlets because I think your happiness is so much greater when it is shared and it's just been such a positive place for me. It's exceeded my dreams. I didn't, I did not like see a total vision for it, but it just happened so naturally. And it's a really special community and it's like a safe haven and space for me. And it means a lot to touch people's lives and shape other people's perspectives and what they want to do for themselves so that means a lot to me and I would say that's one of the main things that really fills my cup and when I wake up it's like honestly the first thing I I think about I want to check my dms my youtube comments because it it just means so much to connect with other people so I'm really happy I have that as an outlet and looking at my life five years ago when I was working at a nine-to-five and just coming home and, you know, not having this, it, it was just, I feel like a completely different person. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's, <laughs> that one, that was not on my list, but as you were saying that I totally resonate with that. I, oh, I remember watching your first YouTube videos. I was like, <laughs> I, it was when I was in Hawaii with my roommate who's also named Lauren. Oh um, she and I would watch them and we just loved it. Like every time we posted a video, we're like, Tessa's new videos up. And we, oh. we watched together. And I'm sure I probably texted you like every single time, but you did. I you know. were such a little cheerleader yeah. from the onset. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had no expertise. I had no, I'm a shy person. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what got me to even start this, but it's been so rewarding. So I think my little message here is if somebody is thinking about doing a creative project or you've had this idea for a blog for some time, just start with what you have, mm-hmm. give it a go. You don't even have to share it in the beginning. I I can't tell you how many videos I recorded and didn't post. They just stayed privated, but it was like, it was something for myself. And no matter what direction I go, from this point in my career and relationships, this is like a a solid foundation I have for myself. And I think it's so important to have those things in life, those passions that you can come back to and ground yourself with and just give you a little bit more of a sense of higher purpose. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, 
you were one of the ones, I mean, well, you were the person that totally inspired me to start my Instagram and you've been such, thanks. You've been such a cheerleader for me ever since I started, which hasn't been that long ago now, but it is, I mean, to have a passion project and a creative outlet just outside of your normal day to day is so awesome. And I always say like in the skincare industry as an esthetician, if you're not passionate about this, you know, this quote unquote job or this industry, you're not, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not really, because it, it takes a lot of work. So mm-hmm. finding that passion, be able, being able to express it, not only with your clients, but also, you know, with our little beauty community online, on Instagram, on YouTube, that's, that's so awesome. Yeah, no, it really, it really is something special. And I think, as busy as we can get, like we have to remind ourselves why we started. What what made you want to go to esthetician school? What prompted you to want to take that first job? Was it an influence in your life? Was it wanting to give back? Was it an experience you had, like me myself getting my first facial that totally changed my life? Mm-hmm. Like just try to remember that and remember that people are putting you on their calendar to have some sort of experience and you are, you're caring for other people when you see them. I know we think of facials as maybe a fluff thing, but it can really mean a lot, whether you're changing someone's skin who's struggling with acne or just the power of touch is so incredible. And you have so much potential to not only change their, their day or their week, like the course of their life. Like if had I never gone to get my first facial we wouldn't be talking on this podcast, like none of this would exist. So it's a big power you have to touch other people. It's one of the only jobs where you're actually licensed to touch another human. And it's really something special. So whatever you can do for yourself, don't think of it as an expense. It is such a worthwhile investment. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The power of touch, like you said, is it's everything. And it's, you know, they've done studies and don't quote me on any of this because I don't have any of the, the facts in front of me. But Um, I remember reading somewhere that that physical human touch, it releases, I think it's oxytocin or, you know, one of the feel good chemicals in your brain. So you get that, Mm -hmm. of course, from hugging someone, from being intimate with someone, and you get it from a massage, from a facial, because you're getting that human experience, you're getting that touch. Um, So it's beneficial, obviously, to your skin, but it's also so just so beneficial to your to your mental well-being as well. Yes. And people people are coming to you to have a chance to relax, to escape their busy day. Mm -hmm. And that's why what we're talking about today, relaxing yourself and being centered is so key because nothing is worse for the skin than a bunch of cortisol pumping through your client's veins. Like you need to be in a calm space so that you can pass that on to them. Yeah, exactly. We are their self-care. Do you know what I mean? So we, yeah. you know, we, we can't yeah. go into it in a frazzled state as far as, cause we, I don't want to ruin somebody else's self-care moment. So you have to really, you know, recharge yourself so that you can give the best to somebody else. Don't mess up their self-care. No, I mean, you won't, you won't. you'll be amazing, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. And you know, you don't, you don't have to put a ton of pressure on yourself. It's not about being perfect. Right. It's, it's creating a human experience. And that means doing what you can so that you can be yourself in the treatment room. They don't, they don't want to hear you, you know, 
acting robotic or trying to be somebody else, like the most magical time in the treatment room is that moment of acceptance where you're not playing a role. You are just being yourself in there and you can just have a natural two-way communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'll stop. (laughs) Um, Was it my turn? Yeah. I'm, I'm out of my self-care tips. So it's all you now. (laughs) Okay. 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 I'm going to end on this last one, which is how I end my days. It's my little nightcap. And that is just meditation. I have been doing a breathing technique and I will put the YouTube technique in the show notes. It's basically about taking in a breath, holding it, like not a crazy new concept, kind of blowing it out through your teeth. You guys might want to practice this one like through the YouTube video. There's a whole name for it, which I'm kind of blanking on, but I will put that in the show notes. Um, I do that and I do different meditation apps. I'll kind of hop around. I know there's so many. There's Simple Habit. There's Inscape, which I'm doing right now. Lauren, what I'm sure you know of a bunch because you love meditation as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I use, there's, there's one on, um, iPhone. I don't know if it's on Android or not, but it's called insight timer. Did you already say that one? Oh no. Mine is called Inscape. Oh, I've never okay. heard of insight timer. Yeah. So, um, they have a ton of different guided meditations and they also have a timer. However, whenever mm. I meditate, I, I started, when I first started meditating, I was doing a lot of guided However, I find mm-hmm. that guided meditations put me to sleep. So um, in order to like... That's my, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> go for. Yeah. So when, if I'm like sitting up doing a midday meditation or just trying to recharge a little mm-hmm. bit, but not going to bed, I try to, I do just the timer itself. And like you said, focus on the breath in and out. And sometimes I'll mm-hmm. repeat like a little mantra um, that is just speaking to me in that moment of like, I am safe, I have all that I need, or, you know, whatever's speaking to me in that moment. Um, and that keeps me really present so that I don't, you know, kind of start drifting off because I have a habit of doing that. Yes. And you touched on such a good point, which is affirmations. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I forgot about that. I know. because I know we love affirmations. And I've been trying to do a lot more of those. I actually, our queen, Narita Joy, just posted a video on YouTube. You guys, if you haven't heard of Narita Joy, she's yeah. an incredible resource. She has so much knowledge and passion for skin. She's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Her videos are great. But she talks about the power of affirmations herself and how she kind of got out of a dark time in her teens when she was in beauty school and how she used affirmations to build her self-confidence and transform her life. And it's something I'm trying to incorporate, whether it's on a car ride, I'll even just tell like my Google speaker, I'll, I'll tell it to play a positive affirmations playlist and I'll just repeat those words while I'm doing my skincare, taking a shower, even putting away dishes, just repeating things and talking to yourself in a kind, loving way. I know it might kind of seem silly and maybe you're looking in the mirror and struggling with saying I'm beautiful or these positive things. It can be kind of hard to look yourself in the eye and say those things, but it it does resonate on a subconscious level. So even if it feels silly, I think it's so worth a try. The meditation really helps me wind down. Even if you 
are having a hectic day and you have three minutes to kind of step in your in your treatment room or wherever you can find a little space and just do some breaths, help calm yourself down if you've had a hectic day or some crazy energy with a client. It's all about kind of bringing it back to yourself and your breath. Yeah, absolutely. I have just recently gotten an Apple watch. And for anybody, I know I'm totally late to this game, but for anybody that has one, there's an app on it called breathe and you can set it to like notify you a couple times a day. And it literally just like vibrates on your wrist and says, you know, time to breathe. And you can set it for, I think one minute or five minutes or, you know, any in between. And it like vibrates on your wrist for an inhale and then for an exhale. So it's, it's literally like a guided breath. It's so cool because you, I mean, it's not like a full 20 minute meditation by not by any means, but it just is that few minutes for you to really just step back, like you said, and just reconnect recenter because I mean, our brains can just go so wild throughout the day and can really, you know, take us for a ride. And so to, to be able to bring yourself back so important just for yourself to really, really, really center and know you're in control of your brain. You, you know, don't let it control you. Yeah. A hundred percent. And talk to your, talk to yourself. Like you would talk to your best friend. Like, Oh yeah. You know, we can all get in habits of talking down to ourselves or beating ourselves up and it can happen in the treatment room. Like we all have little horror (laughs) stories where things have slipped or like not gone perfectly and that's okay. You can't, you can't get down on yourself if somebody's not wanting to purchase product, that's not a reflection of you. It's about not, I mean, it's hard because it is an emotional job, but at certain points you definitely have to just, you know, talk to yourself kindly and, and not take things too personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you, I think you had a really important point there, Tess, about, you know, what would you say to your best friend? I think that I try to make myself think that a lot. Like if I'm, you know, being hard on myself or whatever the case may be, um, Lauren Everts of the skinny confidential, she says this all the time that you just need to get outside yourself. And Mm -hmm. I love that in the sense of, you know, if Tess, if you made a mistake, say that I made, what would I tell Mm -hmm. you? And I, I guarantee you, I would tell you, something way nicer than what I tell myself. And not that I would, you know, tell you what you want to hear or be fluffy or anything like that. It would just be from a more forgiving, more loving standpoint than what I tell myself a lot of the time. Right. And it's almost hard to justify those in your head. You're Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. But, but for myself, the standards are higher. I knew better or yeah, exactly. No, you know what? We're all human and we all make mistakes and you you have to love yourself through through your ups and your downs and the road is never going to be 100% flat things are always going to come up and you're going to have little challenges but it's how you talk yourself through those little struggles that matters and yeah we're all working on it together yeah, exactly nobody's perfect and we just have to love ourselves through all of it because if we don't love ourselves then it doesn't really set us up for other people to love us no mm-hmm. no Just love yourself, sis. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Well, I think those are some great tips. I probably could have said five more, but maybe we'll save that for a part two. If you guys like this podcast, maybe you can leave us a little review and let us know if you like this style. We wanted to do something a little bit more casual, switch it up. Mm -hmm. In our last 
episode, we had a really, really great interview with Douglas Preston, who's an acne and anti-aging specialist. So that one's a little bit more formal about the business side, but we want to just kind of sneak in some little bit more casual episodes. So it's a little bit more like easy listening sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. As we were talking, I kept thinking of more and more things I wanted to talk about. So yeah, okay. if you guys like this, let us know because we got a lot more to say, I think. <laughs> I know. I do too. Okay. Yeah. We will shoot for a part two unless you guys totally hate this. I don't, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Yeah. Well, we'll see. we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we will wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you and we can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. All right. Thanks guys. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.